Okay, are you ready? I think that sounded pretty good for our fifth or sixth take. That was our first take, though. Mm, <laughs> I think it sounded all right. You know, I didn't want to get copyright claimed there. So we, I think we harmonized pretty well. Yeah, I wanted to use some original vocals. <laughs> Welcome to My Last Watch. My name's Kaylee. And this is Gun. And as you may have guessed, today we're talking about... The Olympics. Welcome to the COVID Games. <laughs> and, of course, we'll also be talking about watches. Uh, but first, I'll do the normal intro for this show. In this show, I've challenged Gun to trade up a $100 watch into a dream watch, which in this case is a Nomos Campus for Gun's dad. We have still yet to find a buyer, so... I'm a little bit defeated that I haven't found someone on Instagram yet, so it's going to be live on the web. I might have to restart my middle school eBay account to get this watch sold. We may have to do that. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Uh, before we dive into today's episode, I did want to tell the audience a little story from this past week. Okay. So I think it was just a couple days ago, I walked out into the living room and I saw Gun doing some unique exercises <laughs> that I had never seen before. Wrist workouts, wrist gains. So I see Gun and he's all he's doing is holding this 30 pound kettlebell and he's like rotating it in one hand and then transferring it to the other hand and rotating. Just and to I'm clarify, like, as much as I'd like to say they're 30 pounds, it was a 15 pounder. Okay, 15 pound <laughs> kettlebell. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yes. There are exercises for wrist gains, like I said. Currently, I'm at 6.5 inches. My wrist size, we're looking to bulk it up to about seven and a half so I can wear bigger watches. The goal is a 40 millimeter watch would look comfortable on my wrist. Right now, it definitely looks bulky. Is that like a normal size watch? I would say, yeah, modern day watches, probably 40 millimeters. So my Omega Speedy is... Almost a 40. It's like 39.5. So it's close. It's the closest thing that I have to a 40 millimeter. And even now it looks a little bit bulky on my wrist. Can you take supplements for that? You know, bulk up that wrist size? I think I may be able to get juiced. <laughs> Just the wrist though. <laughs> okay, well, now we'll transition into our normal show. But I will keep everyone posted. Uh, like I said, currently... What, what's today's date? July, let's see. July 24th. July 24th. Gun's wrist size is currently a 6.5 inches. And I'll keep you posted once it hits seven inches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the Olympics. Well, this Olympics is problematic for a lot of different reasons, which we'll go into later. But from a pure entertainment standpoint, it just seems like there aren't as many stories about American superstars. I don't know, maybe I'm just not paying close enough attention this year. Yeah, there's really not too much momentum surrounding these Olympics compared to the previous ones. Yeah, you're right. Of course, there's gymnast Simone Biles. I think that she's going to dominate. On the total flip side, we have USA men's basketball team which looks really good on paper. 
and the countries they lost to. What were the who were the two countries that they lost to? They lost to Nigeria and Australia. And and, and not to speak poorly of those countries, but mm-hmm. You would just expect a better performance from the U.S. with all those superstars. All right, Team USA, I got something to get off my chest. So on our team, I wasn't really following. I don't think neither of us were really following Team USA just because we thought it was a shoe in gold medal. But I took a look at their roster. They have K- the names that popped out was KD, Dame, Bam, and Pop's leading the team. He's the coach. So I'm not sure why they're struggling. But I did find out that LeBron's not on the team. LeBron is too busy right now hanging out with his Toon Squad. So I think this will prove to KD. LeBron has already won a gold. If KD can't do it, that just goes to show who the better player in this generation is. And also, we might need LeBron's help. So LeBron, if you're hearing this, we need you, bro. I don't know if the team's ever going to be able to live this down if they don't win gold. It should have been a slam dunk for gold, pun intended. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, statistics are not on the U.S. team's side because, according to NBC, Team USA has never lost an exhibition game with NBA players then won a gold or even a silver medal. Not looking good. I blame the failure of Team USA's basketball team on the no fun Olympics. They were jinxed with their anti-sex beds. I think that was what the curse <laughs> was. These I, players were defeated. You're talking about the cardboard beds. Yes, I am. Well, that has been debunked. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that. Well, how much weight can cardboard hold? Apparently, it can hold up to 440 pounds. Okay, that's definitely not happening. Who? <laughs> so how this all started is, I think an athlete on Twitter had mentioned, hey, Japan created these beds to prevent folks from being intimate. And that spread in the news like wildfire. (laughs) Turns out, in actuality, it was all done for sustainability purposes. Yes. Because these beds can be recycled after the Olympics or made into other different paper products. Yeah. I did think it was kind of funny that Japan would be the first country to have like anti-sex beds during the Olympics. Well, I think we can both agree that this is a, a good move for the games because we've seen firsthand how much gets built up for the Olympics and how much actually ends up getting destroyed after the games. We saw that firsthand in Korea. So, I mean, the Olympic village was non-existent when we went to Pyeongchang. We struggled to find any remains of the Olympics in Pyeongchang. So at the end of 2018, this was only maybe six, seven months after Mm -hmm. the Olympics had ended, we actually went to Pyeongchang. And as Gunn mentioned, we tried to see some of the sites, but literally the only things that were left was like the bobsledding area Mm -hmm. and then some statues. But the stadium for the opening ceremony, that was all gone. Yep. It's just such a shame that so much time, money, resources goes into the Olympics But most importantly, a lot of times there are tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of people who get displaced so that stadiums and temporary housing can be erected. It really makes you wonder if the host country actually benefits at all from the Olympics. Mm -hmm. I think more often than not, the answer is going to be no. Especially in this Olympics, Japan invested about $35 
billion dollars. I mean, the Olympics probably shouldn't be happening at all, but there's just so much money on the line that I think a lot of folks just feel obligated to make this happen. That's the main reason why the Olympics are still taking place. I feel like the people in Japan really didn't seem like they were on board with the Olympic Games with COVID. And then also outside of Japan, I think people weren't ready for like an event of this magnitude just yet. This is the second time that Japan has hosted Olympics. The first time that they hosted was back in 1964. Are you ready for history lesson? Yes, I am. Should I be taking notes? N- no need for notes here. <laughs> well, let me set the scene. After World War II, the U.S. occupied Japan until 1952. So the 1964 Olympics was a huge deal because this was Japan's opportunity to really demonstrate how far it had come after the war on a global stage. And this was also the first time an Asian country was hosting the Olympics as well. So how do watches play into this gun? What does every Olympics need to have? They need an instrument to keep time. Very good. It's almost like I told you to say that. (laughs) Before the 1964 Olympics, Omega and Long Jeans had been charged of timekeeping. But Seiko decided to step in and become the official timekeeper for the Tokyo Olympics, which ended up being such a great decision that they made. I came across a website for the Seiko Museum in Tokyo, which I did not know was actually a thing, but they do highlight the 1964 Olympics. One of the things that it was saying on its website is that people in the Seiko group were not well-versed in sports timing in those days, nor did Seiko own any stopwatches for sports, the mainstream timing instrument. With only limited time remaining, the three Seiko Group companies started developing instruments in 1961. Each company took up different responsibilities for the project. And this was headed by the president of the time, Shoji Hattori. What was unique about this was at the time, Seiko had three companies under their parent brand. So they had Seikosha Clock Factory, and then Daini Seikosha, and then Sua Seikosha. So what Seiko did was they divided up the responsibilities amongst three different companies. So Seikosha was in charge of creating large instruments for the Olympic Games, including large clocks for spectators. For Daini, they created or produced stopwatches along with electronic timing instruments for swimming. In the Sua factory, they were in charge of the crystal chronometers. So what's interesting about the crystal chronometers while we're doing research, we learned that this highly influenced Seiko's first quartz watch, the Seiko Astron. And this would actually be a very important technology that they would incorporate for their future uh, quartz watches as well outside of the Astron. And of those factories, Daini is the only one that doesn't exist anymore. Seikosha does not lo- no longer exist. It's just the Sua factory oh, that became Seiko. Yeah. But you'll still see Seikosha and then Daini products every now and then, but yeah, they don't produce them anymore. The quartz that you're selling is the Daini quartz. Do you have any? Or no, no, no. The quartz no? I'm selling is the Sua quartz. Okay. So Sua is still around. Correct. I know you have a couple from Daini. Yep. Do you have any from the other one that's not around? Seikosha? No, I, I do not. Oh, okay. I'm assuming those are pretty rare to come across then. Mm-hmm. For the 1964 games, as mentioned on the Seiko Museum website, 
Seiko deployed a total of 36 models, 1,278 timing instruments, and 172 staff members to support success of the Tokyo Olympic Games. And in addition to all the different timepieces developed to actually time the game, they had also produced some consumer products as well. Yes, for the Olympics, Seiko did produce uh, watches for the consumers. The two of the watches that came out during the Olympics, one was a Seiko World Timer. I see it pretty often on Instagram, but the price has risen significantly along with the Seiko Monopusher Chronograph, which is personally my favorite. And the Monopusher basically is a chronograph function where it's used to time. And then the World Timer, the name itself, it's a World Timer watch. I was taking a look online. Both in pretty good condition are selling anywhere from like 1500 to 2500 range. So they have appreciated significantly. I thought I saw one watch be auctioned off for like 17000 Oh, wow. That must be like mint condition box and paper. That's or that must have been used during the Olympics or has some sort of history. So. I'll try to I'll try to yeah. find uh, that article and then I'll, I'll link <laughs> it in the show notes. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw one. Uh, go for se- around $17,000 yeah, in an are, auction. Yeah, these were actually really cool watches that they made during that period. And now it's highly sought after because of their history with the Olympics. For this episode, what I wanted to do is look at different watches that were being produced for the 2020 games. And I was surprised because I was trying to find Seiko watches that were produced for these games. And the only thing that I could find were these watches that were paying homage to the 1964 international sports event. (laughs) The marketing did not mention the Olympics at all. It was kind of like how commercials during the Super Bowl can't say Super Bowl. They say like the big game. game. (laughs) It was kind of like that for Seiko's marketing of these 2020 homage to the 1964 Mm -hmm. big international event. The reason behind that I found out later, or I'm assuming the reason behind that, is because Omega is actually the official timekeeping partner of the Olympics until 2032. Correct. Yes. Omega is paying a ton of money to be the partner for the Olympics. But also, while we were doing this research, we found out that Omega actually gets paid to be the official timekeeper, but they said it's a fraction of what they have to pay to be a partner. There's an article that just came out in the New York Times yesterday Mm -hmm. that detailed Omega's involvement in the Olympics. And it sounds like they're doing a lot of work. There's a lot of innovation going on beyond just watches. It's actually a lot higher tech. Yeah, it goes from motion sensors and then to very, very high-end cameras. But if you think about it, it all makes sense because it's literally a fraction or a millisecond that determines certain races. So they need to have proof and they need all these uh, developed technology to monitor these events. So it does seem like, I thought it was just stopwatches and clocks that Omega provided, but it's definitely much more than that. The New York Times article mentioned that, quote, Omega Timing has sent 400 tons of equipment and 530 people to Japan to join 900 trained volunteers recruited by the Olympic Organizing Committee. But on top of all the instruments that Omega designed for the game, they also developed some consumer watches to commemorate these COVID games. Yes, uh, they're very lackluster, (laughs) to me at least. And I think they're 
focus so much on creating like these advancing their technology that they really don't put a lot of time into these Olympic edition watches. Even though this year's Olympic watches are not the best, we're still going to go through the lineup and rate them from bronze to gold. The lineup consists of the Diver 300M coaxial master chronometer, 42 millimeters. And this watch has a white dial with some wave patterns on the dial as well. The next watch in the lineup is the Aqua Terra 150m, coaxial master chronometer 41mm. This is a blue watch with a checkered dial pattern. The next two watches are the Aqua Terra 150m. There's a men and women's watch, so they look quite similar. Uh, again, they have a blue checkered dial pattern, and then the metal on the watch is a gold color with a dark blue navy band. And the last watch to round up the lineup is a Planet Ocean 600 meter, coaxial master chronometer, 39.5 millimeters. This is a white watch and it has a little red circle on the second hand, which I think is supposed to represent like the Japanese flag. I like that, that's a nice touch. So. Out of all of these, we are going to rank them again from bronze to gold. All right. Let's both come up with the list. Do you have an answer for bronze? I have my bronze. I have my bronze as well. Okay. I want to start off by saying that the gold-plated ones or the gold ones, I don't know if they're gold or gold-plated, are... Uh, If they're charging this much, they better be gold okay may not be gold plated so one is seventeen thousand eight hundred. the the men's is eighteen thousand five hundred in general i don't really like gold watches Mm -hmm. i know that they're probably more expensive but for some reason gold just looks kind of tacky to me it depends for for me personally i think modern gold is a little bit harder to pull off but i think vintage gold because it's vintage and old is gold okay (laughs) No, but after it like develops some wear, mm-hmm. I think it kind of softens the color a bit. So I think it's a little bit easier on the eyes or easier to pull off. But yeah, so do you have your bronze? So the bronze one for me is the Aquaterra 150 meter, which is one with the blue dial checkered pattern. I'm not a huge fan of the checkered pattern. I think it looks a little bit busy. And so that's why I'm reading it. So you're bronze. going with the steel version. Non-gold, mm-hmm. correct? Okay, correct. correct. Yep. Okay. I, I actually don't mind this gold with that navy, the Aquaterra. I would, but I would choose the Ladies 38. I like that size. So I would probably choose that as my bronze. After your wrist exercises, maybe you can get the 41 millimeter. I might actually, if my workouts work and I do get these wrist gains, I could even pull off a 42. Mm, let's not push it. <laughs> For my silver, I'm going with the Planet Ocean 600 meter, which is the all-white watch with the uh, red dot on the second hand. Not a huge fan of all-white watches. Yeah, see, I feel like they could have added a little bit more color, but I agree. Like, it's really hard to choose winners from this list because I feel like Omega could have stepped up their game for this. So what would you choose for silver? Well, I mean, there's really not much to choose from, but I think I'd have to go with that as well. We're probably going to choose the same for gold. I would probably choose the Planet Ocean. Ah, but no. Uh, yeah, I'd probably choose that one over the steel version of my gold, of the Aquaterra. I think I'll go with the Planet Ocean, yeah, as well. 
my gold medal is going to the diver 300 meter <laughs> coaxial master chronometer which ironically is the least expensive watch out of the lineup at 5600 primary reason why i'm choosing this one is because i do like the dial pattern i like the waves in the background and then mm -hmm. i like the steel bracelet and the blue what do you call that like the ring the chapter ring yep mm -hmm. the bezel is is that yeah what? the bezel the okay. circle yeah mm -hmm. that's the bezel so yeah for me that's kind of the clear winner here I'd have to agree with you on that, but the, my only complaint is there's really not much of an Olympic theme to this watch. I feel like this could be just a part of their regular lineup. Like, I don't know what makes this an Olympic-themed or Tokyo-themed watch. I guess it has a little bit of white and red. That's a good point. Right? Actually, all of these watches don't really have yeah. a strong Olympic theme. So I think Omega was busy advancing their other technologies that they really didn't have time <laughs> to come up with creative designs, but... Yeah, and we thought this would be a fun activity. Even though there's a lot of negative publicity surrounding the Olympics, again, for good reason, I think we'll probably still tune in to a couple of the of the games. Yeah, especially since the athletes have been preparing four years of, the, of their lives for this event. I feel like the Olympics will always hold a special place because back in 2010, when the <laughs> Winter Olympics were going on, that's how we first bonded. Yeah. So we met in 2010. Dun, 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 dun. Gun was really into Kim Yuna. Yes, she was the ice uh, skater. Yep, <laughs> she was representing Korea. She's like, she's the biggest name for the yeah for that Olympics for sure. Yeah, maybe we'll save that for an, a winter <laughs> the Olympics winter Olympics episode <laughs> in two years if we still haven't gotten our uh, Nomos campus by then. True. <laughs> Which we at this rate, <laughs> we'll still be. <laughs> Searching for that Nomos campus. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for our Olympic-themed episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Should we do the outro music for this? Is it the same as the intro? I think so. Dun, dun. Wait, that's your part, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do the drums. <laughs> You've forgotten the tempo. Dun, 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 oh, yeah, there dun, we go. dun, 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 dun. I think that's good. All right. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, everyone. Bye. If you're enjoying my last watch so far, please give us a five star rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It really goes a long way to help get the word out on the show. Thanks so much.